Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. I'm super excited to dive into today's topic because this was one of the biggest reasons why I wasn't seeing any change in my body, no matter how much exercise I was doing, no matter how little carbohydrates I ate, no matter how many calories I was burning in a day. This was one of the most important reasons why I wasn't seeing any change. So I wanted to share this with you guys. So as you probably are already well aware from the title, today we are talking about your metabolism. We are talking about why you keep gaining weight whenever you eat more, why you might be feeling sluggish, why you might be feeling low energy, why you might be feeling fatigued, why you might feel like you're not progressing with your exercise in the gym, and most importantly, why you're not progressing with any body composition changes in terms of being able to drop fat, whether that be built to lean muscle and to get a toned physique. So, first of all, I want to paint a picture for you. You wake up, and you put your first outfit on. You look at yourself and you're like, no, I don't look good in this. I look fat. I look like a giant rectangle. You get changed, you put on your second outfit, and maybe it's your arms don't look good. Maybe it's how your stomach's sitting. So then you need to try on your third outfit. You think to yourself, you put it on, and you think to yourself, all right, this is just gotta do. But I freaking feel like I have no clothes. You then go through your day and every single time you see yourself in your reflection, whether that's, you know, glancing past the car door, whether that's in your appearance in the shop front window, maybe that's just you looking at yourself in the bathroom mirror. And you just think to yourself, like, I'm so fed up with this. Like, I'm just so sick of feeling like shit. So what do you do? You put your details into a calorie calculator. First of all, you just second guess everything that you're doing with your nutrition and exercise. So that, what do you do? You put your details in a calorie calculator. It spits out, it tells you that you have to eat 1,400 calories or below. So what do you do? You stick to these calories for a really long period of time. You know, maybe it's a month, maybe it's two months, maybe it's three months. Throughout this period is you constantly really start thinking about food, like you're preoccupied with it. Maybe it's like you eat a meal and you're never satisfied. Maybe you just instantly start thinking about your next meal after you ate. Maybe you've like had some episodes of like overeating, like you lose control around food when you allow yourself to eat it. Maybe you're like stressing at night, laying in bed at night, thinking about how you went over your calories that day and feeling so guilty about it. 
And then what are you doing? You're like freaking stressing and self-doubting every little thing that you're doing. Am I eating too much? Are these calories right? Should I do more exercise? Am I doing enough exercise? Maybe I should stop calorie counting. Maybe I should, you know, calorie count, like be more strict with it. So then you get to a point after following these calories for a really long period of time and you think to yourself, you're like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like, like I'm starving thinking about food all the time and like I'm so unhappy with what I look like so your only option leads to increasing calories eating more because you just can't sit there anymore but as soon as you do you start to gain weight so then what do you do you go back to restricting your food back stuck in the same cycle back to overthinking about every little thing that you're putting in your mouth over every little number over every little calorie just because you want your body to look a certain way and the reason why I tell you this the reason why I started off this podcast with a story like that is because it was exactly the cycle that I was stuck in for so long I didn't have my period I was stuck being skinny fat. No matter how little I ate or how much I trained, I never saw definition in my body. It wasn't until, like I said at the beginning, is that like I learned about my metabolism and how it actually works and how many calories my body is actually burning and what actually contributed to it. Was I able to break free? So that's exactly what I'm going to be breaking down for you guys today. So what the hell is your metabolism? So in context of diet and nutrition, we are referring to the reactions occurring throughout the body that provide us with the energy that we need to function. We break down or metabolize calories from carbohydrates, fats, and proteins to provide this energy. The total amount of energy or calories we require is based on a lot of variables. So as you can see, calories itself are not a bad thing. They definitely get demonized. Like, oh my God, I have to eat low calories. Can't have too many calories. However, but what you're actually saying is I can't have too much energy. I have to eat low energy. (laughs) And I laugh because that's what I used to believe. I used to think calories were bad, but actually they're not bad. They're very important. So how it's breaking down is that every single person in this world has a certain amount of energy, has a certain amount of calories that they are burning throughout the day. And this is known as your total daily energy expenditure, also known as your maintenance calories. So I have a certain number of calories that I need to eat to maintain my weight. It's going to look very different to what you need because there is a lot of factors that play a role in that in terms of our gender, our body composition, our age, our lifestyle, and what we're eating. And also a huge component is like our height, our weight, and like there's a lot of factors that go into it, right? So like let's not compare ourselves. You are not me. We don't need the same thing. Anyway, so the point is, is that we need a certain amount of calories every single day because the body is burning that many. 
And the way that the body burns that many calories is broken down into different components. So the biggest role that plays a part in these total calories that you're burning every day is your basal metabolic rate. The second component is your movement, your exercise. And the third component is your thermic effect of food. So all of that is going to play a role in how many total calories that you are burning every single day. So that's where this buzzword of metabolism, slow metabolism, comes into it. Because it plays the biggest role on how many calories you are burning every single day. So our basal metabolic rate is simply all the energy your body is burning at rest. So things like digesting food, things like your breathing, things like your di- pumping blood to all your muscles, things like coming up with things to say, right? These are all burning energy. So like when you think about it, there's this huge belief that people think, well, if I'm not exercising enough, then I can't eat because I'm not burning enough calories. You're burning calories just sitting there doing nothing, okay? And that plays such a big role in how many total calories you're burning in a day. On average, an active female, you know, training three, four, five times a week, their basal metabolic rate is sitting at 13 to 1400 calories. And that is just your metabolism. It's got nothing to do with your exercise. It hasn't even thought about your gym session. So that's why it's like, it's so important to understand this because like if you, you know, you're going on these 1200 calorie diets, you're not even giving your body enough food to cover its basic human needs like breathing. Problem. Anyway, we're going to go more into that later. However, just breaking down what is contributing to your overall total calories, maintenance calories, okay? So you've got your basal metabolic rate. The second thing that is contributing to your maintenance calories, of course, is your movement. So this is broken down into two sections. This is your exercise. So this is planned exercise, everything that you plan. So going to the gym, going to Pilates, going for a run, okay? Anything that you put into your day is the exercise component. The other side of that is your NEAT. So your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. All that means is like any sort of movement throughout your day. So you getting up, walking to the room behind you, going to the toilet. You waking up, going for a swim in the pool, cool yourself down, movement. Any movement that you're doing that's not like necessarily planned exercise is this component. The thing that I need to educate everyone on here is that a lot of people believe that their exercise is going to be contributing to a lot of their calories burning. However, what's actually true is that your planned exercise is like 10%, 15% of your total calories every single day. That is nothing, right? So like just going, throwing in more cardio, more exercise and expecting your body to change and to get this tone definition is not going to help you. Anyway, we digress. So your basal metabolic rate and then your exercise, of course. And then the last thing we have is the thermic effect of food. So literally that is just how many calories you're burning from your body digesting food. Protein. And foods that are higher in fiber 
have a higher thermic effect of food. So what that means is that it takes longer for the body to break it down and therefore it costs more energy to break those foods down. So you're actually like burning more calories as you're eating those foods. And that's where this whole thing of like, oh yeah, high protein diet increases your metabolism comes from. And like, yes, it will slightly increase it a little bit, but it's not going to like make a massive impact to like base your whole nutrition diet in and around it. Okay. I love marketing. People are taking something and running with it. And it's a little bit funny to watch. Okay. Now that we understand the three components that make up how many calories that you're burning, your metabolism, your basal metabolic rate, your activity levels, and your thermic effect of food, this is where we can speak to the slow metabolism. Because what happens when you eat in a calorie deficit, so lower than your maintenance calories for a long period of time, the body doesn't like it. The body likes to be at homeostasis. So what happens, and it's actually like so amazing that the body has this, like I'm going to say a coping mechanism, and it's just so wild that it does it. But when you're eating in a calorie deficit for a long period of time, the body slows down its physiological processes. So it will slow down your basal metabolic rate to try and conserve energy for the low calories in your calorie deficit that you're feeding it. And this is what's known as metabolic adaptation. It's a physiological response that has been well documented in the research. So say you're eating 1200 calories. What's going to happen after a period of time is like, yeah, initially you're probably going to drop body fat if you're sticking to those calories because absolutely that is a calorie deficit, especially if you've started at like, you know, at your maintenance calories. So you're eating your maintenance calories, you drop to the 1200, right? Then the problem lies is then when you stay at those 1200 calories and you stay there, you know, a month, two months, three months, turns into six months. And then you get to this point where you're not seeing any changes in your body. You reach this plateau. So you think to yourself, what am I going to do? The only real thing that I can really think of right now is decreasing my calories even more. So what do you do? You, you know, 1,100, 1,200, 800 calories. And then you sit there for a little bit. And you friggin' reach breaking point, right? Like, I cannot do this anymore. So what do you do? You want to increase your calories. But when you do, you gain weight. And the reason why is because your body has gone through metabolic adaptation. Your body has naturally decreased its basal metabolic rate. It has naturally decreased your NEAT probably without you even realizing it. You're probably fidgeting less. You're probably getting up and moving around less. You're probably more inclined to, you know, take the escalator, more inclined to send an email instead of getting up and walking over to your colleague. It's also naturally decreased its training output. So you absolutely can't train as hard as you once were. You definitely probably have seen a plateau in what you're lifting. You may even be experiencing like niggles, pains, in your back, in your hips, in your maybe even your shoulders. Like you're more at risk of developing injuries than you once were before. 
there's also a decrease in your thermic effect of food because simply you're eating less calories. Like you're only eating 800, right? You're going to be burning more when you're eating more because when the body's, you know, digesting foods, burning calories, you're not eating as many, you're not burning as much. So ultimately what's happening is that your daily energy expenditure, your maintenance calories, what we spoke about at the start, has significantly decreased to create your new maintenance calories to counteract the low calories that you've been eating it so that you've hit this plateau. So now anytime you eat more, you're going to gain weight. And this is why you're stuck. And this is why so many women are stuck in this cycle. And the thing is, is that like this is actually quite a serious thing that we need to speak to. Because when you are constantly eating in this low amount of calories, like I said, the body doesn't like it. It's trying to do everything to get you to eat more. And that's why you're thinking about food all the time. That's why, you know, you might be craving sugar and that's why your hunger, that's why you're like freaking hungry all the time. But, you know, you keep ignoring it. But what happens when you're eating at these low calories for a really long period of time you're at risk of putting your body in a state of low energy availability. And what that is, is a state in which the body does not have enough energy left to support all physiological functions needed to maintain optimal health, such as growth, muscle recovery, and homeostasis. The thing is, guys, you should never drop your calories below your resting metabolic rate simply for human function because this is putting you at risk of developing things like hypothalamic amenorrhea. It's going to interfere with your bone density. It's going to interfere with your cardiovascular health. So like it's a really important thing to be talking about is because, you know, eating these low amount of calories, women think they need to be doing this in order to lose weight, but you're actually putting your body at so much risk of developing conditions that are easily preventable. Number one, how do you know if you are hitting a point of metabolic adaptation? And then number two, how do you know if you are going a little bit too far into this low energy availability state? So how do you know if your metabolism is slowing down? So things like number one is a plateau in your results in terms of you're not losing any body fat anymore, you're not losing weight, you're not seeing any body composition changes in the way that you want them to. Number two is like you're constantly thinking about food, constantly feeling hungry, you're fixated on it, and you're just constantly wanting to be eating. Your cycle is becoming irregular, you can't concentrate, your training performance is getting worse, you're losing motivation to train, and your energy levels are just a bit shit. Right? These are hot signs that your body is definitely adapting to the amount of calories that you're eating it, and it's absolutely time to change. It's absolutely time to implement a diet break, come out of your calorie deficit, so that your body doesn't go into a state of low energy availability. Signs and symptoms that you are in a state of low energy availability, absence of your menstrual cycle if you've been menstruating for three months or more, a reduced libido, excessive fatigue, reduced training capacity, changes in your mood state, reduced or low bone density, and a really long delayed or prolonged recovery times. 
So something that you should be able to recover from in like, you know, a day, two days is taking you like a week. And then like you're not progressing each and every week in the gym. Okay. The reason why I'm educating you guys on this is because like I said at the beginning, I didn't know this and I didn't have my period for two years. And it wasn't until like I got to 26 where I was like, shit, like I need to start doing something about it. The only reason why I did something about it is because, well, I'm 26. Like I'm like, don't not having babies yet, but like that's something that I definitely want to have. It needs to, I definitely want to have babies. And if I'm not having a regular menstrual cycle, then that's a problem. But I didn't understand the consequences of not having my period in terms of bone density, in terms of like cardiovascular health, but also like moods, being irritable, being a moody bitch. Like I didn't link it. It's just so important to talk about. Anyway, so metabolic adaptation, your metabolism has slowed down. The good thing here, guys, is that it's not damaged. And it's absolutely reversible. It's absolutely reversible. And just like the same way that we made it slow down by not eating enough, being in that calorie deficit. And that's why it's called metabolic adaptation. It's downregulated. So all we have to do to upregulate it is to increase how much we're eating. So what we have to do is when we hit that plateau, of course, depending on where you're at, It's like there's other ways of, you know, you can increase your exercise output or you can decrease your calories again. But like, you know, like if you're eating 1,200 calories, you can't eat less than that and you can't do more exercise if you're already training seven days a week. So I'm talking to that piece. Is that you have to eat more to upregulate your metabolism again. So what that would look like for you is that you have to increase your calories back up to your quote-unquote like your calculated maintenance calories. And... For some, that's going to be really hard, right? Because you've gone for so long with eating this low amount of calories, your body's adapt to that. So you have to go through this difficult phase of increasing your calories and allowing your body to adapt to that. And I know there is, I'm a fear of gaining weight. I am so afraid of eating more because I'm scared what my body, it will do to my body. However, like how long can you live eating such low amount of calories and not getting the result that you want? So it's like, okay, I have to go through this little bit of discomfort. I have to build up my maintenance calories so that when you do go into a calorie deficit, you can diet on like a higher amount of calories, not destroy your soul and actually see a result. There's two things that you can ultimately do. The first one is a reverse diet, and I see that all the time on social media. Or the second one is you can go straight back to your maintenance calories. My opinion on a reverse diet is just it's a prolonged deficit. I personally believe that you don't have to reverse diet because you can just go back to your maintenance calories. Like that's what maintenance calories is. However, a reverse diet can be really beneficial for someone who is really, really afraid of increasing their calories, so segmentally and doing it slowly. So I definitely have used that before with my clients. That's the thing. Like I'd like to say I've got like these big tools that I like to use. All my approaches with my clients are always different. But a reverse diet, yes, it's really good for someone who is really afraid of increasing their calories because they're so afraid of what it will do to them. 
This approach definitely allows them to build trust in the food and the more calories and realize that it's not going to change their body because you're just going back to maintenance. And plus, like when you have a good structured exercise routine, eating more, especially at maintenance calories, it's only going to enhance your body composition because it's going to be able to um, allow you to build lean muscle. So you're finally getting definition from all of your hard work. So yeah, there's a reverse diet, but then just bumping it straight up to maintenance. And then of course, it's about <laughs> riding the emotional roller coaster that comes with increasing your calories when your metabolism has slowed down. Because like, think about it, you've been under eating for a really long period of time. What happens to your physiological processes is that like your digestion slows down. So the time your body takes to digest food, especially as we increase that food, your body is going to be catching up to digest it. So this slow digestion all of a sudden has a more food to digest it then creates the feeling of like being feeling really heavy and feeling bloated and feeling like you're going backwards. And then of course, like the bad body image days come into it that makes it everything worse and has that confirmation bias of, oh, I'm now I'm eating more calories and you're linking it to like, yeah, now I'm gaining weight. But in reality, what's really happening is that your metabolism is just upregulating again so that it's going back into that homeostasis so you just have to go through that difficult, uncomfortable time as your digestion speeds up again as your body is upregulating. So it definitely is a really hard space for a lot of women to go through it increasing your calories after your body has slowed down its metabolism. But after you go through the discomfort, like you're like, holy shit, I wish I did this 10 years ago. <laughs> Oh, because the ripple effect and the benefits that come with it is like, it's absolutely purely life changing. So how do you know when your body has upregulated and when you're, you know, you're maintaining, how do you know when you've like hit that maintenance point, right? Like how do you know when you have reached your maintenance calories? So this is where we look for biofeedback markers and things like your energy levels, things like your digestion, like how good is your digestion? Is it smooth? How is your energy levels? Are you like energetic, you know, when you wake up in the morning, during the day and then like, you know, slowly dwindling out as you go to sleep, things like your concentration levels. Are you able to concentrate during your day at work? How are your moods? Are you stable? Are you able to handle tough situations? You know, the coworker that normally sets you into a spiral, like can you tolerate them? <laughs> things like that, right? Like all these factors play a role in how much we're eating. That's why I always say it's transformational working on this stuff is because it, it truly is because it affects so many areas of your life. And then of course, with your body composition changes is that is your body now maintaining on a weight? Is your body not changing anymore? Sometimes I will use the scale with some clients is that is the scale no longer fluctuating? Of course, we're going to see a fluctuation at the beginning as we increase our calories because, you know, the body holds on to more water when we're eating more carbohydrates. You literally have more food in your belly, so you're going to weigh more. So it's not abnormal for the scale to like increase a little bit when you go into maintenance. That's completely normal. But then over like, you know, a period of time, maybe that's a month, maybe that's then we're not seeing too much fluctuation. So that's when we know. So with objective measures of like progress photos of scale weight, or maybe it's, you know, um, taking circumferences in combination of subjective measures, then we know that we have reached that maintenance calories. 
and it's really important to stay here for a, a decent amount of time if you have been dieting for a really long period of time because the body needs to get back to a healthy state in order to even think about dropping any body fat. Because if your body is not in that optimal state to start a calorie deficit, then your diet is going to fail. It's really, really important to understand that. Because what happens is the body is not going to drop body fat. The body is just going to slow down its physiological processes and it's going to leave you at square one in the same body and feeling really shit. So... Yeah, like I say, it always depends on my clients, but sometimes I like to sit at maintenance for at least six months, at least 12 weeks, just depending on their dieting history. If you know you haven't been you know, sitting at a low amount of calories for such a long period of time, then the advice is going to look different to you. So that's why I say that with a bit of a disclaimer. It's definitely different for everyone where they're starting at and how long that they need to stay in these maintenance calories for after their metabolism has slowed down. So... Like I spoke about the two options, you know, reversing up to maintenance or just going straight bang into maintenance. And then the other thing that I say during this is freaking get support because it is so emotional going through this. I myself have been through this and like the meltdowns that I've had, the self-doubt, the overwhelm from, you know, eating more is freaking challenging and it's really important to have someone that's outside of your immediate, you know, family or, you know, your relationship because it just pushes so much pressure on it. So, yeah, absolutely get support for doing that. And, of course, the Fit and Free Academy can absolutely help you do that. It is the first part of the program because that's the thing. Like, I work with such a different array of people and everyone has a different starting point. So my coaching is always going to be so personalized and that's why I have three sections of the program it's divvied into three sections in terms of I call it repair the second section you can graduate into activate and then it's into maintain so during the first phase of the fit and free academy I get everyone to start there and that is focusing on making sure your biofeedback is on point I'm making sure that your health is optimal so that, like I'm making sure that your metabolism is optimal so that when you do move into the activation phase, when you do move into that, you know, calorie deficit phase, the fatless phase, you're actually going to see a result. Then after we work through the activation phase, once you do the calorie deficit, then of course I have maintained because I teach you how to maintain that result. Super, super important to have all three elements because otherwise it's just like you jump from diet to diet, just like do this, lose weight, put it back on, reduce your calories and reduce them more and like goes on and on and on and just feels like it's never going to end. So the doors just closed for this round of the academy. However, doors will be opening again in four weeks' time. So this round currently just closed. The doors for the next round will be opening very soon. Send me a message on Instagram if you're ready to break free from this dieting cycle, to break free of having a slow metabolism and learn how to actually fuel your body correctly with a good amount of calories, drop dieting to good and actually see results. Send me a message over at the Fit and Free Academy. If you're not following me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram on my new account because I am dropping daily doses of really valuable content on how to break free of the dieting cycle. I appreciate you all 
If you haven't written me a review yet, please do so because it really does help me get this podcast in as many active babes as is as possible. All the ones that love to exercise and the ones that like to eat as little as possible to change the story that we absolutely do not need to eat as little as possible. We need to learn how to fuel our bodies correctly and train with structure so we actually see results in our body. Anyway, love you always and I'll see you next week.